Again, continuing our chronological study, but look a little bit more at the life of Joseph. Turn to Genesis 39 and uh, look at the different situations that he found himself in. And uh, that could have been a theme song for Joseph, right? <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, you find him in these situations. Well, how's, how's, how, how's it going down in that ditch? Oh, <laughs> boy, I wonder if we would have sang a stanza on that, you know? Hey, how's it going over there at Potiphar's house? Oh, I'll sing another stanza, right? How's it going down there at the prison? Ah, sing another stanza of that song. Hey, how's it going since, uh, you know, that uh, guy got his uh, position restored, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a situation. You've got to be able to sing that song. We'll sort of see a little bit of that tonight, Genesis 39. And we'll, look at, we'll read the, begin by reading the first four verses of Genesis 39. Say this. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and, wa, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer of all his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. Now let's pray again. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. And Lord, I'm glad that uh, for the truth of that song that they just sang. And Lord, if we've been born again, Lord, if we're your child, no matter what's going on in our life, uh, dear Lord, that we can rest in your faithfulness and say, it is this moment well with my soul. My soul is secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's sealed by the Holy Spirit of God until the day of redemption. And so, Lord, we thank you for that, that we can lean on you, lean on your word, lean on your uh, promises and your power and your presence and so much more, Lord. We have so much to thank you for. And, uh, Lord, we pray as we look at some things in the lives of, life of Joseph tonight, Lord, and see your faithfulness uh, in him and through him, uh, dear God, that it would be an encouragement to us, whatever we might be going through. Lord, again, we uh, uh, think of those in need tonight. We think of uh, the Veracruz family. We think of Brother Lester and his family, especially uh, Angela, dear God. Uh, touch them, Sister Barnett, uh, Brother Thomas, Brother uh, Pitt. Lord, we think of Sister Sherry's uh, brother uh, uh, Bob and uh, the family there. Lord, be with them. Uh, dear God, as uh, they look looking uh, here, a transition coming up, but thank God that they can rest in the truths of your word. And Lord, so many other things that are upon our heart tonight. Lord, we commit to your faithfulness, dear God. Now, Lord, again, guide us through your word and glorify thyself in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, let me ask you this question, talking about it is well with your, with your soul, right? Easy to say, easy to sing, right? But uh, let me ask you this. Uh, have you ever uh, uh, asked or said to God, God, I need you. Where are you? You ever felt that way? I mean, let's be honest, right? Even though we know, right? God, I need you. Where are you? You know, and of course, we know God is real. And we know, according to the word of God, no matter how we felt, right? No matter how we felt at the moment, right? He has been with you. Despite what was going on, he was with you. He was guiding you, right? He was protecting you. He was sustaining you. And he was bringing you to this moment 
where you are right now in your life. Amen. He was with you and bringing you to whatever your, this moment and whatever's going on in your life right now. It's all about the preparation. So as we look at the life of Joseph, we see it's what? It's a great biblical example of God's faithfulness. A great biblical example of God's faithfulness in the many situations in the life of one of his children. You know, we know for God so loved the world, we say, hey, you know, God loves you individual. Well, you, if you want to see a, a, a proof of that, the life of Joseph is a good example of how God loves just one individual and is with one individual no matter what was going on in his life. Throughout Joseph's life, you can see how God's, God cares for each of us as we see how he was with Joseph and cared for Joseph no matter what situation he was in. We can see that he cares for us as an individual and on an individual uh, uh, basis. So remember, God has a purpose, just like we see in Joseph's life. Now, you remember, we just read through a bunch of chapters, and we say, wow, you got to remember, uh, uh, you know, uh, several chapters here talks about Joseph, but he had to live those many years, right? He had to live out this, what's just been uh, uh, summarized in these chapters. He had to live it out. So uh, remember God, just like he had a purpose in Joseph's life when he allowed these things to happen in his life, he has a purpose in each of our lives with what he allows to unfold in our lives. So with Joseph, what was God doing here? God was molding a man. That's what we see through these chapters. We see a young teenage boy and what happens to him, right? But we see that God took this uh, young man and what he was really doing through these chapters is he was molding a man a real man, a great leader, right? We know Joseph became known as what? A great leader. And you know what? Chances are, right, that if he would have stayed at daddy's house, right, he may not have become the great leader that he became. Not just a great leader, but a wonderful Christ-like leader, right? We look at Joseph, we say, this is one of the best types and pictures of Christ in the word of God. So I say it again, rarely does God use a man greatly or a person greatly before he's allowed that man to be greatly hurt or broken. And of course, as we see in Joseph's life. And so though Joseph, obviously, right, we see from the get-go, obviously at, at home he learned some good uh, biblical character traits, right, that he probably already had those. But he was being raised by, remember, Jacob, his dad was a mama's boy. Of course, he'd grown up a little bit. He'd matured a little bit. He'd been through a few things. But, you know, uh, he, 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 he was probably a, 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 good, a good father to Joseph in that. But you got to remember, look at the life he was living. He was being uh, uh, raised by Jacob, and he was being uh, doted over as the favorite son. So probably being spoiled a little bit. That just doesn't sound, uh, you know, like the training for uh, a, a, a great leader, even though he did have some, obviously, some good character. So now, what did God do, as we'll see? When God allowed him to be sold, well, he put him under Potiphar, right? And what does it say about uh, Potiphar in verse 1? And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh. So he was an officer of Pharaoh. He was a captain of the guard, right? So this was obviously a special unit that was responsible for protecting Pharaoh. So obviously they had to be uh, uh, the elites. Of course, you know, we think about the honor guard, we say, or we think about the secret service, right? Uh, elite uh, 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 trained people responsible for our leader. And boy, it's a, it's a prestigious thing to uh, be a part of that group. How much more to be over that group? And so that's the type of, of leader 
that uh, God allowed Joseph to have contact with right there. And then even when we see later when he was thrown into prison, well, obviously that man, uh, you know, a uh, 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 warren, right, over a prison, obviously he has to have some leadership ability and, and control over things like that. So uh, even though it may not look like the best situation, yet God knew that he was trying to t- turn this young man into a strong leader. So he had to allow him to go through some difficult times and he allowed, allowed, allowed him to be around some uh, real men, if you will, that you know uh, knew something about uh, leadership. And obviously, uh, uh, Joseph could see some of that. You know, we sort of skip over some of that stuff as we read through it, but we know that Joseph became a great, uh, a great uh, leader. And notice again in these, in these verses, as, as we look at begin in verse 2, and it says, what? We know where he was, and the Lord was, what? With Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. Even as a servant, he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And look at this, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. Amen? Hey, it's one thing if we know the Lord's with us. Hey, man, the Lord is with me. But you know what? We want people to notice it, not in a prideful way, but we want people to notice that, hey, man, uh, God's hand is upon that. I like, you know, you look at young people and say, man, God's hand's upon uh, that young person. Or God's hand is uh, uh, upon that, that, that individual in a special way. It's nice when uh, uh, people notice that, that God is working in a life. And that the what? And, then, and, that, and that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper. Just didn't say everything Joseph did prospered, but the Lord made everything he did to prosper. And we need to remember that. Everything that's happening in our lives, you know, uh, getting that job, getting that promotion, whatever, that the Lord allows this prosperity uh, in our lives. And it says this, and Joseph found grace in his sight and served him. And obviously, uh, uh, shows that he was a good witness on the job. And uh, if you think about this as an employee, right, we want to have a good witness on the job. We want people to see, amen, that we're a good example. We want to find grace in our, our, uh, our boss's uh, 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 sight. And he served him, right? He was a, Joseph was a good example. And he made him overseer over his house. And all that he did, he put into his hand. That word prosper means to be succeed, be victorious, victorious. And of course, it is used of causing something to turn out successfully. So everything Joseph did, God allowed it to turn successfully. Proverbs 16, 7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him, right? Maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. And so that's a good example there. And of course, we know Psalm 37, 23 is the what? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. And of course, we know Joseph was a good man. And so all these things that we see happening in his life, the Lord ordered those. The Lord allowed those things to happen. Now, you can remember uh, when, when he orders our steps, that doesn't mean that those steps are going to be a place that we might choose, right? I'm sure that Joseph wouldn't have chose any of these places. He's like, man, you know, I'm sort of tired of hanging around dad's house. You know, I'm sort of tired of being the favorite and spoiled kid. You know what? I just need to, man, I just need to be sold as a slave down in Egypt. You know, I wonder if the Lord allowed that to happen in my life. I don't think that's the way he, I don't think that's the way he was thinking. That's not a place he would choose, but the steps of a good man or by Lord. And it's not always not going to be the way we think it would be or the places we might think it would be, but the Lord knows this. So remember, God is the door opener, but he's also the Lord 
the door closer. He's, uh, he, the Lord is the connector, but he's also sometimes the disconnector, right? And so he allows those things to happen uh, in our life. So uh, let's look at a couple things here. So Hebrews 13, 5 says this, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things you have. For he has said, what? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. We saw this in the verses we looked at this morning that he said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. And so uh, 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 we see this example. Joseph's life is a good example that no matter what happens in your life, what it says the Lord was with him that the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you no matter what's going on uh, in your life. So, and no doubt there's been times in your life where, again, where you've thought, you know, where's the Lord? If you've ever thought that, let's be honest, I'm going to raise my hand, probably can raise uh, both hands. We've uh, wondered that. But again, he was there watching over you. So again, it says the Lord was with Joseph, right? It says that several times. And so uh, why was Joseph in Egypt? Because God was, again, was in the, uh, the process of not, not just, not, what was he doing? He was building a man. He was building a leader. Why? Because he wanted to build a nation, right? And a nation uh, has to have uh, great leaders, right? And so, it, 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 again, it was, it was all about Israel, which is most of, most of it is. What's going on in the world today? It's all about Israel, right? And so, God wanted to build a great leader so that he, through that, and what was going to happen in Egypt, he could build a great nation. So, again, remember, uh, uh, we have the focus on Joseph, but remember, it wasn't all about Joseph. Just like whatever is going on in your life, I hate to break the news to you, but it's not all about you. Sorry to pop your bubble there, but it's not all about you. It's all about, amen, what God wants uh, uh, to do and use us in the bigger picture of things like he did Joseph. So God chose to do his work in Egypt. And though Joseph seemed out of place, God was working to accomplish his plan. And so remember that you are one of, if you're saved, you are one of God's children. Amen. And he loves you just as much as he loved Joseph or any of his other children. And so no matter what's going on in your life right now, know the Lord is with you. Amen. And you matter to him. And he brought you to this place to do wonderful works in your life, just like he brought Joseph to that place to do wonderful works in his life. But let's go back to the beginning a little bit here. Uh, just by review, go to uh, Genesis 37. Go to Genesis 37, and we'll read verses 24 through 28. We don't need to read the whole story. You know what happened there where his brother sold him? Genesis 37, verses 24 through 28 say this. His brothers, and they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread, and they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brother, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him. For he is our brother and our flesh, and his brethren were content. Verse 28, Then there passed by Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph into Egypt. Boy, think about how Joseph must have felt when they were carrying him off as he, as he could feel the distance getting between him and home. Imagine how lonely he felt that hour of loneliness. 
Boy, you ever, you ever feel lonely? Boy, you look through life. Boy, I look back on life times I, <clears throat> I felt lonely, especially uh, as, a, as, as a kid, you know, uh, when I was walking the streets, a man, a little 12-year-old boy walking the streets, having no place to go and looking in other people's homes and seeing them with their family. And Well, you sit down there and you just feel so lonely. I can't imagine how lonely uh, he felt as that 20, as that 17-year-old boy leaving the safety of his father's side and being sold into bondage. How lonely he must have been. But Joseph was carried away from his home and his homeland. But the, the Bible records his hour of loneliness that the Lord was with him. And God brings us through times of loneliness and times when it seems as if no one really cares. Boy, you ever, you ever, you ever felt that way? Then we realize, amen, how much he cares and we know that he is with us each step of the way. Boy, sometimes those moments of loneliness, man, they seem so so dark. And and boy, the the the, uh, the boy, the, 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 our our emotions and the devil, boy, just knows how to feel, make us feel like we're hanging out there and nobody cares what's going on in our life and nobody cares what's going on in our life. Boy, he's a liar, isn't he? He is a liar. Well, aren't you glad that, boy, at those moments, amen, you can turn to the word of God and remember, he's the lifter up of my head. And remember, uh, he's the friend that sticketh closer than the brother. And remember, he's your shield. He's your refuge. He's your fortress. He's your strong and mighty tower. He is your good shepherd, amen. And the good shepherd knows the name of his sheep, and he is there with you even in that time of loneliness. And again, uh, he was, he, he was uh, sold off. And again, verse uh, 1 of 39 says this, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And boy, this was a time of uncertainty in his life. He's like, man, what's this man going to do with me? Wonder what's going to happen in my life now. Imagine the questions that were going through his life. Joseph lived through a time of not knowing exactly what was going to happen in his life. Well, you ever have those times uh, you, you, you lose a job or something just happens and just seems like an uncertain time. Boy, the devil wants to try and get you unstable uh, in your thoughts and in your faith. But Joseph was sold as a slave to Potiphar, the captain of the guard. But God blessed the household for Potiphar for Joseph's sake. So in the moments when we do not know what to do or where to turn, we must put our faith in Christ and know again that he is there in our moment of uncertainty. We don't have to know. Because he knows, amen? We don't have to understand. Boy, how many times, boy, I look back and I think, oh, man. You know, I think about, again, uh, 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 having to make that move. Well, I think, man, what a life. I've been kicked out of my own house. I've been kicked out of countries. I've been kicked out of a, a village. Boy, nobody wants me around. Boy, that stuff makes me feel good. Uh, doesn't it? But those times of uncertainty. You know what it's like uh, 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 loading, a, loading, loading a wife and three little uh, kids upright and hitting the road and having no idea what's ahead. And boy, the only thing you have, amen, is the word of God and the God of the word and his promises and knowing, hey, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. And he's got, uh, he's watching over me. So God was with him in his time of loneliness. God was with him in his time of uncertainty. And then we know what happens next. Boy, that old wicked woman shows up. Verse 7 of Genesis 39 says, And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, Lie with me. We saw this. And he refused and said unto his master's 
wife, Behold, my master wanteth not what is with me in this house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Boy, what a statement. That has to be one of the best statements in the Word of God. You know? Uh, not, he wasn't thinking about the master. It was God. He, hey, isn't that what David said in his great psalm of Psalm 21? Repent against thee only, right? Have I sinned, committed this great sin. And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph, notice this statement, day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went in the house to do his business, and there was none of the men in the house therein. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto him, saying, See, he hath brought an Hebrew unto Amachus. He came unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. Notice that statement, day by day. We see this time of temptation, right? The devil wants to bring together uh, our weaknesses and tempt us. This is what he sought to do in Joseph's life, but the Lord was with Joseph in his hour of temptation. You may be in the devil's web. It may seem as if you are caught and cannot get out. But if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, God lives in you and you have the power of the Holy Spirit available to you to overcome temptation. Look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Another verse you should have highlighted. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Boy, that when you, when you get tempted, even if you don't give in, even if you get away from it, boy, the devil will try and beat you down and make you feel like you're wicked and, it's, you're, you, you know, and you're sorry and you're no for good and God will never use you again. But remember this, it's common to man. We all have to deal with it. Listen, there's none good, no, not one. We all have that, 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 that uh, uh, again, boy, we saw those verses, you know, where uh, uh, Paul said to them in Corinthians, but if any man be a brother and do these things, hey, any of us could blow it before midnight tonight. It's common to man, right? It, it, it's common to man to be tempted, but it's uncommon for man not to give in, amen? And that's why we need the Lord, but thank God, here it is. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, we all face those things. I don't care how sweet that 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 young lady were looks or that young man looks when they walk in that door, amen. They have to deal with the same sorry, wicked, sinful nature that uh, we all do. I've said it before. I mean, sometimes I'm shocked to think, man, I've been saved 34 years, and by God's grace, I've tried to live faithfully for the Lord. And why do these stupid things still go through my heart and mind? Why do I devil still try to draw me away from the same uh, 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 temptations. But thank God it says this, but God is faithful. <laughs> Amen. That's the thing. God is faithful. And he what? Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. Amen. Just like uh, uh, if you go up in the, uh, the, the, the prophet's chamber or one of these side doors, uh, somebody was up there the other day and they saw that door over by the kitchen. If you ever been up in the, 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 the prophet's chamber, they said, what's outside that door? I said, a fire escape. 
Amen? It's a fire escape. And that's what this verse is telling you. Amen? When it, when it looks like your testimony is about to burn up, that's what this verse is saying. This verse is making saying this. When it looks like your testimony is about to turn up, don't worry. God's got a fire escape for you. Amen? He's got a door right there for you to push open and flee out of like Joseph, who will not suffer you to be tempted or able, but will with temptation also make a way what? To escape, a fire escape, that you may be able to bear it. We can't avoid being tempted, right? Like they say, you can't, avoid, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from making a nest in your hair. One, just keep your hair short. Well, amen? Just keep your hair short. <laughs> just, right? You, you can stop him from making a nest in your hair. And that's what that is saying. Thank God for that. You see, notice what it, it said. That, what did she do? Day by day. Well, when I read that day by day, you know who I thought of? I thought of Lot. Remember what it said by Lot? You see, here's the thing. Sin doesn't take a vacation. It is there day by day to tempt you. It is there day by day to attack you. It says this about Lot in 2 Peter 2, 7 and 8. It says, And delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man, isn't that amazing, that God still called him righteous? Man, dwelling among them in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul, look, from day to day with their unlawful deeds. You see, uh, Joseph was tempted day by day, and Lot was tempted day by day. The difference is uh, Joseph fled and Lot didn't. God made an escape for Lot too. He just didn't take the fire escape when he had an opportunity. And so the fire uh, came down and God had to practically drag him, drag him out of there. But thank God when Joseph, amen, that God was there for him in his time and temptation and gave him a way to escape and God was faithful to him and God delivered him. Finally, the Lord was with him in his great disappointment. Verses 16 through 20. We know what happened. Uh, Potiphar came and he didn't believe him. And it says, verse 16, and she laid his garment uh, by her until the Lord came. And verse 17, and she spake unto him according to these words, saying, the Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass as I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass when his master heard these words of his wife, which he spake unto him, saying, After this manner did the servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, placed where the, place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. No doubt you can imagine the disappointment that Joseph faced. He said, here I am, man. I, 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 everything's going for me. My master trusts me. I'm trying to be a good testimony. He could see that the Lord's hand was upon me and, and everything was prospered. Everything was doing good. And boy, then the devil just uh, slipped right in and messed everything. No doubt there was great disappointment, but notice what it says in the rest of the chapter. But the Lord was with Joseph. In his time of disappointment, the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was a doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. 
And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Well, so the same thing that happened to him, right? When he was at his time of uncertainty, the Lord stepped in. When he was time of disappointment, the Lord stepped in. Joseph was faithful to God when other men would have yielded. What did he receive for his faithfulness? Well, you saw, amen, disappointment. This was a time of great disappointment for Joseph. But again, the Bible said the Lord was with him. You see, we'll all be, listen, we'll all be disappointed. I, I, I've realized in life that if I meet somebody and I hang around them long enough, you know what? Sooner or later, they're going to disappoint me. I've also realized that if anybody meets me and hangs around me long enough, I'm going to disappoint them. I just, I just go ahead and put it out there. Amen. And so when you tell me, y'all, oh, you disappointed me, well, I might feel bad about it, but I'm not surprised. Amen. <laughs> not much to work with here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that, that's just the reality of life. We're going to disappoint one another and life and situation is going to disappointment. Amen. But God is there to be with us in our times and sustain us in the hour of disappointment. But again, notice those words again. God, uh, God was with him and he prospers. So you know what that shows us? It's not about the place or the circumstance. <laughs> it's not about he, over here, right? When, when he was with at home, God was with him and prospered him. When he was with uh, 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 Potiphar, the Lord was with him and prospered him. Now he's in the prison and the Lord uh, uh, was with him and him. So it's not about, a lot of times people just think, oh, my situation, my circumstances, and we start making all excuses. Listen, it's not about the place we're at. It's not about the circumstances, but it's about the faithfulness of our God, no matter where we find ourselves at, no matter what our circumstances are. It's about the faith. But God is faithful, the verse said. God is faithful. So often we think, oh, if I was just in a better place, if I was just in a better circumstance, things would be different. Well, you know, it's more about the place where we are spiritually usually than the place we are physically, <laughs> right? <laughs> about what's going on in our life. It's about where we are spiritually and in our relationship with God. So as we finish up here, let me ask you a couple of questions. What do you find yourself facing today? Do you feel like you're in an hour of temptation? Hey, God is with you, amen, and God is faithful. Do you feel like you're facing an hour of disappointment? Do you feel like, oh, you think back this week and you say, oh, man, even this week there were hours of loneliness. You think about right now, well, you know, I'm, uh, uh, I'm not sure what's going on uh, with my job or I'm sure not what's going on uh, with my family and uh, uh, got this going on and got a lot of uncertainty going on in my life and uh, uh, can't believe that happened with that disappointment and all those things. Hey, listen, God knows. God knows and he cares. God knows and he cares. First uh, uh, Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him. He cares for you. Whatever's going on in your life, loneliness, disappointment, right? Uh, uncertainty, uh, temptation, whatever the case is, he cares and he is there. Just like the Lord was with Joseph in every hour, amen? His hour of temptation, his hour of uncertainty, his hour of disappointment, his hour of loneliness, and every other hour, <laughs> amen, that he faced. The Lord was with him, and the Lord prospered him because, amen, he, God was faithful to him, and he rested in that faithfulness. 
I say it all the time. Hey, listen, I'm not a multitasker. Hey, man, if you can do a lot of things, great. I'm happy for you. I'm not a multitasker. So I purposed long ago, if I could only be faithful in one area of my Christian life, I want to be faithful to rest in the faithfulness of God. Well, I say that to you. Hey, yeah, listen, if you're having trouble in every area, just say, oh, God, if I can only be faithful in one area, help me to be faithful to rest in your faithfulness no matter what hour or no matter what thing I'm facing in my life. He was faithful to Joseph, amen. He'll be faithful to you. He will not. I don't care what's going on. He is there. Boy, Joseph, uh, you need to go back and read that. What a wonderful example, amen. We, th we think about uh, a wonderful example of a man being faithful to God, but how much more an example of God being faithful to an individual. And all, the, all, the, all that God did, amen, for that individual. And so we got to remember, I'm glad God so loved the world, but I'm glad God so loved you and you and you and you and you. And God loves even me, right? As the song says, amen? And he's faithful. So don't think, amen, when the devil's in your brain and all, life's in your brain and your heart's going this way and that way, amen, just be still and know that he is God and he cares. Let's pray.